If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo with Kate. I'm joined by a regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington, and the semi-irregular host, Mister Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Semi-irregular host. Man. <laughs> the first time I've been called as a regular. Semi-irregular. He called me a rhombus. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, how's it going? Yeah, what we do? We've got drinks, we've got t-shirts on, good? Yep, yep I've got t-shirts on this time. <laughs> you can't tell what's going on in the bottom half, though. I've got drinks, I've got water, lovely, and I've also got coffee, which has got water in it. Oh, oh nice, very hydrated. What about you, Andy? Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got no, no, no drinks to speak of. I have pizza on the way, though. I might have to mute myself when the pizza man comes shortly. <laughs> the pizza man? The pizza man, yeah. When the pizza man, <laughs> the the pizza man arrives. Yeah. Could be a woman, could be a lady. Um, the pizza person arrives. Pizza I'll get a full report on that. Yeah. You might get uh you might get really parched halfway through. Especially when you see me and Luke chugging away at our beverages. Depends where you get your pizza. Power from. Three. Because some of them have plenty of moisture in them. Like they it's dripping off the top, you can Could have a lovely greasy drink. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Lovely ring it, <laughs> ring it out into your mouth. Oh, that's refreshing, that is. <laughs> but I'm not going to turn summer. this into a, an ASMR podcast. I'm not going to eat it live. I'm for the. I'm going to oh. suffer for my art, and I'm going to wait until we're finished before I tuck Have in. You ever been? You know those pieces where the cheese is so stringy that it's it's like it's trying to suffocate you. You swallow it, and it's like I'm not going down. It's so it blobs around your, uh, your yeah. you know airways. You ever yeah, that? It gets you like the blob. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a we, risk of the most delicious food available that man ever created. It's a danger you've got to yeah. face. It's the, it's the food that's hurt me the most because I mean, it doesn't matter how hot it is, I'm I'm eating it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Straight away, of, like roof skin. <laughs> <that comes out. laughs> I reckon what's going to happen is Andy's going to say he's not going to eat the pizza, and we'll be discussing something at some point, and we'll just see his head go down. <laughs> yeah, we'll see his head go down, and I'll come at that. Or a pizza come up. Mm. Bit of cheese hanging out of his yeah. mouth. It's fine, Andy. Respect you. Respect yeah. you if you did that. <laughs> oh, the hounds of hell. 
I'll go and mute you guys. Start while it while it arrives. Okay, cool. Well, we we just hold on for a second if you want. Yeah. Is it arriving right now? Is it? Yeah, based on the door, I can hear. Like I'm I'm not getting up to get it. I'm not the only. Oh, okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll wait. You'll <laughs> wait, man. Oh my god. Well, we just we just carry on then if you want. Okay. Well, uh, have you got any news then, Ben? Any horror news? Uh, yeah, well, do you know what? It's been one of those weeks where I've been looking for the horror news and I've been a bit like, is anything happening in the horror world? I'm sure, sure there's loads. Found a few things. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen the trailer or seen anything about the film Ready or Not, um, which is out next month in the UK, I believe, in September. Um, but it's out in America and it's got pretty good reviews. Apparently it's nice and gruesome. It's Steve, a, a Stephen simple... King did a, you know, Stephen King likes to tweet his... Yeah, approval. He did an approving tweet of it. He did an approving treat, 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 tweet, tweet, treat. Um, apparently, it's quite a clever film, and even though the setup looks like something we've kind of seen before, it does look like it should be a bit of a laugh. Gory. Samara Weaving. It's great. Everything that Samara Weaving's in is she's been pretty. She's been a, a highlight of everything. Um, well, I've only seen she, one well, thing. She been the babysitter. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've not and, seen uh, her. She was Elrond in Lord of the Rings. She wasn't. That was Hugo Weaver. She was, she was Mr. Smith. Yeah, Agent Smith. Ah, uh, confusing. Um, but yeah, this looks good because she's obviously in a in a wedding dress for the duration of what looks like a, a sort of battle royale slash. Well, well, to be fair, this doesn't look like a scenario all that different to the Hunt, which obviously got pulled. This doesn't look all that different to the Hunt, does it? Maybe with less political undertones, but it looks like a very similar sort of setup. You're still rich people shooting poor people, right? That's the... well. I don't know if I don't know if it's necessarily a poor person, but it's rich people shooting someone who's just married into the family, or trying to kill someone who's married yeah. into the family. It's yeah. like they might be like yeah, cult. Isn't this, isn't this like they all had to play when they joined the family? So like everyone, yeah. everyone has a go. You know, in many ways, is an egalitarian approach, and we yeah. should we should admire it. But I'm like, how's everybody? How's everybody alive then? I guess they won. They yeah, came with all the, the winners. Seek. Yeah. Right, using anyway. So yeah, I thought I'd just mention that because that's probably something we should do for a future episode. Seeing as the reviews are positive, uh, and then there's also a trailer for um, a documentary called Memory: The Origins of Alien, which focuses on the deeper meaning of Ridley Scott's masterpiece, Alien. Uh, <laughs> so it's getting released in theaters in October, um, but it's actually in U- wait, Oh no, wait, it's in UK cinemas August 30th. Um, and a DVD and video on demand release September the second. So a lot of behind the scenes stuff, stuff of Ridley Scott, H.R. Geiger. Looks like it could be pretty interesting. You guys know much about this? We'll see much about this. Um, I haven't seen anything about it. Um, I always don't interesting. Think this is a real thing. Yeah, I've never heard of this. You've made this up. On the You've spot. never heard of it either. Like, I saw on, a few eh? bits. I saw a few, a few bits and bobs of, about it recently. Um, I wasn't sure whether it was like you know sometimes when. These documentaries about other movies appear. You think, well, are they just for YouTube or something like that? But it seems to be getting an official release. Um, it was premiered at Sundance. So, yeah, it's an official documentary about the making of Alien. And you say the deeper meaning. I've been to the Giga Museum. It's all willies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bloody willies, all mate. Willies. The, de- the deeper meaning is we are all penises. We all have penises or penis envy. Yeah, that's uh, spoilers for that, I guess. Um, Fright Fest was last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Fright Fest was last weekend. Yes, indeed. Did we get? Was, did anything premiere at Fright Fest? 
I know there's been quite a lot of movies. I haven't had time to digest all the reviews, but um, looks like there's been quite a few sort of exciting screenings coming out of it. Maybe get a maybe we'll pull up some other news maybe maybe another week. But it looks like there's been quite a few screenings of things that have been going on there. I've seen a lot of buzz over the last weekend or so. Yeah, I think Rabid got um, the the Cronenberg remake. Yeah, got screen screen the Cronenberg remake got screened. Yeah, so um that looks i'm really seen i don't even think i've seen a trailer of that again i mean i've been doing my best to avoid trailers for stuff like this as much as possible um other than that so it's good to talk about stuff when you're not really watch trailers you know what i mean i mean look there's definitely a film coming out and uh it's <laughs> definitely it's called. called this yeah yeah that's all right maybe i'll watch some trailers and, and see what i think of those things um, and not necessarily horror, but there has been a new trailer for the Joker movie, which dropped today. And I thought I'd bring it up because it's R-rated, so it could potentially be some pretty gruesome, gory, or disturbing things happening in that. So it's R-rated for strong, bloody violence and disturbing behaviour. So yeah, this could potentially be um, a. What, what do you guys think of what you've seen of this so far? I'm not I sure did, if you've seen, you've seen the trailer. I did watch the new trailer, and uh, it was giving me some. Strong. Have you seen um, the King, uh, the King of Comedy, the Martin Scorsese film? It's giving yep. me some strong King of Comedy vibes. Yeah. Um, King of Comedy vibes. Taxi Driver. Yeah. Um, interesting. Maybe a little bit. I think yeah, this for I mean, me. I saw the first trailer. I've not not watched this this new one yet. I might not watch it because I'm going to go and see it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's too much in the trailer in terms of plot. Obviously, there's a lot of visuals and a lot of bits and bobs where you think, okay, you can kind of see possibly the way it's going to go. But I don't think... It doesn't seem well, like there are... All I see loads... is he, he starts laughing or crying and it's beaten up. Like that's, I've yeah. seen three different versions of that happening. So I think that's all the film is. That's all the, basically, that's it. He's like, yeah. So obviously, this is sort of like a standalone. Is it set, is it set in like the 70s or the 80s? What do you think? Uh, it kind of looks very set, very seventies. Yeah, a lot 70s. of brown. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's lots of brown. It's either the seventies. Everyone's wearing brown. The, the, yeah, the, the, everyone's wearing brown. The, the uh, beige. In, and the interiors all nutmeg. brown and beige yeah. and um, caramel. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could go. I mean, it could go a few different ways, couldn't it? But so far, considering it's like a step away from the DC box office major releases. It does see. I mean, it seems like a big risk, but again, it's interesting to see some. I don't want to say. I don't think you can call it a superhero movie, can you? I think that would be. <coughs> yeah. Do we think that? Do we think that this could somehow coincide with a Batman eventually? Or do we feel like they're worlds well, apart? I think if it does well, they might try and do it a little bit further down the line. But I think in its inception and in putting this out, they're intending to do something which is very standalone. If it makes a billion dollars, then maybe they'll reconsider what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it would be interesting to see how these worlds would p- potentially combine, because especially if it's set in the 70s, like, how are you going to take a, a Batman setting, unless we get like some sort of year one Batman scenario. That could work. Um, but obviously it doesn't look like it, it was not, it's not set in Gotham either, is it? I don't know where it's set. I didn't really sort of get any specific city vibes, but it didn't didn't look very goth for me though. There's no, no sort of it didn't look very goth. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looks pretty good. October the fourth, so not long to wait. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to that one. 
Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, yeah, no, no other news. That's it for news. There's probably loads more, but I've just that's a little yeah. skimming over. So I, yeah. I, I watched a couple of things, and if one of those I can't really talk about anyway, which was Crawl. Um, could we yeah. do that next week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do Cruel next week. Um, and I think we might do, if you're game, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark afterwards. Yeah, I need to watch that. So, um, so I've, I've watched, yeah, so I've watched both of them at the cinema, so I can't really say much about either, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to talk about it. I want to see, what, well, I was, I was very excited to sort of see what you uh, made of the ending of today's show. But, um, yeah, I'm also excited to see what you make of Cruel. But um, I also saw the most horrific film I've seen in years it's called a dog's journey and it's uh it's about um it's a kids film and it's about i don't like to see dogs die and this film is oh, about no. a dog that dies again and it's like a groundhog day for a dog oh, but, oh, uh, no. but like the dog sort of uh it dies and then the soul of it goes into this other dog's body and then because it doesn't want to leave this family alone it's got to protect this family it's the most heart wrenching film. <laughs> like you will <laughs> yeah. if you got if you like dogs, you will you probably, stop you will talking probably about cry this several <laughs> times. I like yeah. do- I like dogs, but this is this this is a this is a sort of genre of film. I think it's a genre. It's like I can't I can't hack this. I can't well, I don't think I can't watch anything like this. It's like I don't know what it is. What is it? It's home it's like, home bound, whatever that genre is. It's like with, yeah, whatever that genre yeah. is. It's like dog porn. Not literally dog porn. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? It's like it's like, oh, you like dogs, do you? Here's a lovely dog. And that's what all the film is about. Like, there's a family yeah. and there's a dog. I can't hack it. I mean, I can hack Beethoven, but that's it in terms of dog-led films. So uh, this is what I saw on Letterboxd, someone had put, it's like Marley and Me times five, which it is, because he dies about five five six times. But it's um, it's heart-wrenching, but it, but it was surprisingly emotional. Uh, surprisingly good. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say cry? it's a fantastic film. Not not in a million years is it a fantastic. Would you give film. it? A, would you give it an A plus? A plus film? I don't think anyone could. But I gave he's it a cat, four, he's I a cat it, person. He can't be. I think I gave it four out of five, uh, just because of how. Yeah, no, yeah, like it was. It's not a good film, but I can't help but feel it is very emotionally satisfying. I was do well. Do you feel like film, do your films films like that? I feel like they they take your emotion like. The, Rather than being good filmmaking, they're like they take your emotions by the balls. Yeah. <laughs> they go, have a bit of this, then go on. You. you don't know if it's a good film or not because you're too busy, like going, "Oh, the dog's dead." So the, the again, the, the performances weren't weren't great. Uh, had a what's the name in from Skins? So Skins actors, they're they're all over the shop. But then there was, um, you know, in the second lot of Skins, second round of Skins characters, they had the two lesbian. No, sorry, they had the two twin sisters and one with a lesbian. It has her in it, uh, but like, I don't know why it's working to it. <laughs> but I feel like all of the skins just... actors are going to be huge in, at some point, or they're going to be in big American films at some point. So it's a dog talk. Yes, yeah, it's Josh Gad who does the voice. Josh Gad? How, Josh Gad? Well, yeah, I know, but how, how, when, and why did this film get made? Sorry, I'm slaying it. I've seen, seen, um, seen it, but now you are right to slate. You are right to slate. <laughs> You're right to slate. I mean, it wasn't very highbrow, you know. I mean, it was one of those movies, you know, nonsense, isn't it? Well, Dennis, like it. Dennis Quaid's in it. I did cry five times. Um, Dennis Quaid's in it, and he's uh, he gets old, and he the way he he gets old, he wears thicker and thicker glasses, and he crouches over, hunches over more, 
And then there's that kind of bobbing <laughs> a lot. Hello, through, I'm yeah. bloody old. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, but it's um, mate, it's uh, if you like dogs, it's a it's a straight up horror movie. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I went to the David Lynch exhibition. There's like a at the home cinema in Manchester. They David Lynch has got all his paintings and lithographs and stuff out there, and that's that was pretty awesome to see that side of his work and up close to be that close to what his hands have touched. It was uh, it was nice. Very that's nice. about it. That's yeah. about it. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I've not watched anything apart from films we're going to do in previous in future episodes. I did watch Goosebumps Two: Haunted Halloween um, uh, with you know with the with with the kids. Yeah. You know, I don't need an excuse to watch it. Can't kids want to watch this? Do you? Well, I mean, I'd never watch it if I was on my own. You know, um, I was a big Goosebumps fan, and I thought the original film was all right. The one with Jack Black. I've heard that's Jack good, Black yeah. is. Jack Black is in this, but it's like literally for, I don't know, 25 seconds. It's almost like he just turned up. And I don't know. It was kind of, it, it really, really felt like a Goosebumps episode. Um, and that was kind of it. I, I wasn't impressed by it. It's got one of the kids from It, um, the kid who plays hmm. Ben. And it, he's in it. Obviously, they've gone, well, you were in it, weren't you? You want to get, get in this? Uh, this is, is scary as well. Shazam? Is he in Shazam, that kid? No. No, no. Okay. Okay. The kid, I know which kid you mean. That was the kid who plays Richie, right? No, not Richie. Ben, uh, the one who plays uh, Ben Ben Hanscom is the the the, the trivia guy. Is yeah, that... yeah, that's oh, the one okay, who's yeah, in yeah. there. Got you. Okay, yeah. that was it. Oh, I did also watch Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if that? you didn't, I mean, Dora the Explorer as a movie. If you thought, if you ever thought you needed it, um, it was it was it was perfectly fine. To waste an hour and a half. I got a bit bored halfway through. But um, Danny Trejo voices the monkey hoops. The monkey hoops, as, did you say? The monkey called Boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't as know. I don't know Dora the Explorer. I have no idea. I thought There's a monkey Dora in was it. Wizard Dora the Explorer. Um, then Wizard Dora the. Mate, you're Seattle, bloody, bloody, mar- yeah. bloody miles off, mate. Exactly. And that was it. And I also went to watch this film with Andy in person. We're really pitching for the extreme horror audience this week, guys, between <laughs> between a film about a dog dying and Dora. Um, I also, Did you watch anything well, stupid? And <laughs> um, um, no, sadly not. I, I've watched oh. also, I, I also saw Crawl, which we're not talking about now, um, and I'm going to go and see Scary Stories to Tell in Duck in about an hour. Um, I've been watching a bit of Mindhunter, started the new series of that. Oh, yeah. Horror adjacent, I guess, um, with those with those rotten murderers. Um, the acting of the and the casting of those real murderers has been pretty fantastic. But um, I'm about halfway through, so I can't really comment on how it ends. It's been a good series so far. Hmm. Yeah, I've not I've not seen any of that. So the first the first series was that was good as well. Was that? Yeah, it took me a while to get back into it because I think there's been quite a big break between series. So about it took me about the first half of the first episode to remember who anyone was. Um, I'd say if you watched it when it first came out, it might be worth a recap. Um, but I'm into it now, about five in, and it's uh, it's really kind of picked up. Yeah, that's sweet. I've, I've, my cat's uh, been watching it, and I keep looking over and thinking that looks all right, but I've, I just struggle to get into TV series that especially ones that takes a little bit again into unless it's like the boys when it's like instantly you know what you're going in for and it's a quick half an hour blast but uh 
Yeah, I don't know about uh, Mindhunter. Oh. Also watch the Care Bears movie. Um, you know, it's a little bit. I haven't. I haven't. I can't. I can't. You haven't. Up for that? No. It's a bit sad. A I, think they, I think that 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 Frosty Heart guy might concrete over things, and there's probably a bit of sadness there. So I'm not sure it would be a bit too triggering. So I steered away yeah. from it. Too close. Close to the bone. Yeah. Uh, okay. I did also watch the film with you, Ben. Oh yes. Do you want to talk a bit about that then? So you went on a date or something, did you? You big, you big gay it bros. Just, it wasn't just the two of us. I mean, I was hoping it was just going to be the two of us, but when I got there, Andy was with his wife. Yeah. I mean, what? come on. And, uh, yeah. and another bearded <laughs> cinema goer. Another bearded cinema goer. Yeah. So, uh, but that was fine. It was. I think it was one of those films you need to watch in an audience of a group of people who've definitely had a couple of couple of alcoholic beverages. Um, and bar was I busy. Think, Bar was busy, um, but I think so. Bristol Bad Film Club. Should we talk a little bit about this, Andy? Yeah, you, yeah. You might know a little bit. You might know a little bit more than me. So there's a screening. Is it a different venue each time? Yeah, I think they might have repeated some venues now. But Bristol Bad Film Club. I first became aware of them uh, a few years ago um, when I went to see Zoltan, Hound of Dracula, in a in a cemetery. Um, that was a great. That was a great screening. So they are. Um, it, it was basically a guy who was kind of really into B movies, uh, Tai Singh, and he he put together a screen because he didn't really find anything where they were screening these B movies in Bristol. So he started doing with with just one screening, and then from that it's kind of evolved from there. And now he does a screening every month, not always horror, but just sometimes. But you know, sometimes just recognisably bad movies. Um, they always raise money for charity in a local Bristol venue. Um, it's been getting increasingly popular. I've been to a few now. So I saw um, I saw Zoltan Hound of Dracula. I saw a double bill of Runaway and uh, Chopping Mall, that, both great nice. killer robot movies. Um, <laughs> they've done a screening of the 90s Captain America. They've done a screening of The Room with... Um, the guy that isn't Tommy Wiseau who came and came and spoke at this at the yeah. screening. That was that was really Greg. great. Is it Greg? Greg? Yeah, Greg. Um, yeah, and Tai Tai the organizer, had a story where Greg spent Christmas like at his parents' house or something. Yeah. Through these like through these screenings. So obviously they're popular, you know, with, yeah. with a lot of people. They're doing really well. I think these these type of films that they screen are I've I'd seen today's movie before, but it was quite an experience watching it in a room full of people and seeing other people's reactions to it. And it's things that maybe you wouldn't laugh out loud at when you're watching at home, even if it's something that's a bit ropey. But when you're in the kind of environment with a, a room yeah. full of people and everyone's watching it, it is a really fun experience <clears throat> to watch it to watch it with that type of audience. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So we, we did we did have a word with Tai Singh, the organizer and uh, the host for the evening. Um who was Alice Taylor Matthews. So maybe that is also on our YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this podcast, wise YouTube channel, Hawk and Cleaver, there's a video there, like a good few minutes of them talking about Bristol Bar Film Club. Uh, maybe we'll put, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put a link to, to the video. Um, yeah. So, and luckily we, when we spoke to them at the end, we got them to do a special trivia section just for Luke Condor. Because uh, usually he's the he's the quiz master, obviously. Uh, this time he's going to be on the receiving end of it, mate. How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel, Luke? I'm kind of worried. I understand um, the pressure involved. You don't look like an idiot, and you know, not more than need be. And uh, you know, I am an idiot, so I'm 
kind of worried um, I'm going to get all these wrong. Be like that, Luke. By the way, you know, uh, you're great. Regular listener Laura uh, got in touch to say Lewis and Clark, the name of this ship on Event Horizon, which we did an episode on a couple of a couple of episodes ago. Is na- Lewis and Clark were uh, American explorers. So there's a whole thing there with that's why it's called the Lewis and Clark. What did we say? Like a shoe, like a shoe company or something. <laughs> it's like the two, the two gurus of shoes have just, yeah, yeah. I like it when we get corrected. Was yeah. that corrected? That wasn't corrected. That's just kind of like a nice little, yeah, you know, come on, guys, you should, a little tidbit for Isn't for Laura a a big fan of, of today's movie? I'm pretty sure she's mentioned it in the group before. I think she has, yeah. So she would be definitely listening to this one. So thanks, Laura. Uh, Laura Mallon, that is. Thank you very much. We obviously, we are very. Like I said before, we're quite dumb, so uh, we do need a bit of help every now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to, we need like a gentle bit of guidance sometimes, you know. Because yeah. I mean, who doesn't? No uh, one's claiming to be an expert here. Come on. <laughs> well, oh well, speak for yourself, guys. All right, speak for yourself. God, I'm joking. Um, okay. So, shall I tell you a little bit about today's film? Yes, please. Yes, please. So, Sleepaway Camp uh, is a 1983 American slasher film written and directed by. Robert Hiltzik. Is that what we're saying? His surname, Andy? Yeah. Robert Hiltzik. Hiltzik. Um, yeah. He also served as executive producer. The film tells of a story of a young girl sent to summer camp where a series of killings begin shortly after her, her, her arrival. It stars uh, Felisa Rose. Felisa Rose? I'm saying things weird. Catherine Kami, Paul D'Angelo, and Mike Kellen in his last screen appearance with Mike Kellen. Uh, yeah, Mike, so who it's is Mike who, who is Mike Kellen? Is he the pedo or is he the is he the camp the <laughs> camp on, owner? Don't don't speak ill of his, ill of his, his memory. I think he might be like the camp leader dude, the one who's always chomping on a cigar, chomping on yeah. a cigar and punching kids. I don't think the I don't think the the, the pedophile would be listed fourth in the list of <laughs> the cast member. Maybe he was famous, you know, and they're like, you can play a real good pedo. <laughs> What well, and and so and so as the pedo as the bloody pedo. Uh, I've never seen this before. Um, obviously, Andy's gone on about it a lot, and I've always thought, you know, maybe I'll get around to that uh, one day. And obviously, this was the perfect opportunity because I'd never been to the Bristol Bath Film Club ever. Uh, Andy was going, so you know, I had to go on my own and just sit there and like, ha ha ha. Uh, luckily, I could go, ha ha, Andy. Yeah, I know you. We're like that. We are harmonising um, your laughs. Like, yeah. Harmonizing our laughs, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think it was good. It was good to watch it with somebody because obviously uh, Andy was looking at me a lot, obviously trying to gauge my reaction. Sometimes, like as things happen, sometimes just before they happened, I think he just wanted to know what is he gonna do, and particularly the ending. Obviously, not giving anything away yet, but particularly the ending, which I think my face was like this. What? <laughs> yeah. I think and a bit Andy so was just loving it. Any film that we've that's been discussed on this on this podcast before i know we always go through the details and there'll be spoilers but more so than any other film i think if you if anyone listening has an intention to watch this movie watch it before you listen yeah. to us talk this yeah. through so it's go into not this one fresh. it's not a standard slasher film like well it, it, it is it's there's like the homage to a lot of slasher even though it's 983 so obviously it was right bang in the middle of you know the slasher um I guess it was. Boom. What was the first slasher boom? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I was going to say resurgence, but that ain't the right word, mate. That ain't the right word. Uh, the, sl- the slasher boom. So it's a very unique film. Um, I guess you could consider it a bad film, 
but I it's don't not know. Boring. I, I would think I would balk against someone saying it's a bad film because it, it, it's got weird. It's like there's there's some characters in it that are just bizarre, but like I think I don't know. I don't know if that's sort of on purpose. Like, are they there supposed are characters. There are characters way? in this film that aren't that shouldn't be in this film. You know, they're from another film. And yeah. they just turn up, and it's a bit like, what? But is that like a John Waters type cult movie sort of vibe to it? Like, I don't it, know if he's, if it was a mistake. Like, I don't know if there were mistakes. I mean, they just put there because they were interesting. But I don't know. Um, I I would say it's a bad film. I think this film's got some of the best kills in maybe any yeah. sort of eighty slasher um I've I've ever seen. Like all the kills, like the the gore effects are fantastic. Um. And and the plot twist, mate. No, no one would see that coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone, anyone went into this and went. Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen at the end of this film. No one would guess this plot twist. Yeah, I, um, I'm with you. I I genuinely like this film. When people yeah. come round, they want a bit of a horror movie on. I there are films that I know, objectively speaking, are are better made movies. Yeah. But, but if you've got people around, you're going to watch a horror movie. This this comes out every time. This is more interesting than, than, than Friday the 13th, the first one, anyway. Yeah. More interesting, I think, than maybe not, not the first Halloween, but like some of the sequels and that. Like if you want to put a fun slasher on, uh, it's, it's more fun than The Burning. This is more fun than uh, what's the one with the um, uh, commando guy with the, the rake, whatever that one's called. This is one of them, this is one of the most fun slashes you can stick on. It's just a it's just a great film. I mean, is this the however, first time you've seen it as well, Lee? No, I saw it um, last year okay. at some point, um, and I, re- I remember thinking then like that was insane, but like it was just a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite quite a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I do highly recommend it. Watching it with other people like it's a good film to just, you know, stick on and watch yeah. with friends to just kind of just. Laugh at the ridiculous nature of it. Laugh at the—I mean, some some of the one-liners in this are <laughs> are insane, yeah. especially with the accent. Everyone having like a kind of almost hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, like an over-the-top hey. New York accent. One of my favorites is still, "Hey, Angela, why are you so fucked up? <laughs> why are you so fucked yeah. up, Angela?" <laughs> There's a lot of that, and uh, I kind of like how about halfway through, I kind of saw which way it was going. Like I think I thought I felt like I could work out who was going to be revealed as being a killer. I felt like, oh, it's got to be this person because it just makes sense. We yeah. see a lot of reactions from people when the killer walks into the room and a lot of people go, oh, it's you. Like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of knew which way it was going to go. But then by the time we get the final reveal, it was almost like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh what? And I mean, uh, it is an unnerving reveal. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff to unpack in that final reveal. Yeah. And... It's it's spine tingling. It is like oh <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a weird little punchline like, because it's like there's a reveal of who it is, but then also the reveal about who, what an extra an extra <laughs> reveal about that. Person. There's an extra layer of a yeah. reveal, which is uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen this film, then don't listen to this. Go and watch it before or you listen to this podcast because yeah, well yeah, we won't spoil the ending until we start discussing the ending. But at the same time, I think you really need to. To go and watch it if you're a fan of you know slasher movies yeah. and you haven't seen this one. Right, <clears throat> so the film opens uh, with uh, there's a weird intro um, with, with two two men and two kids playing in a camp lake. 
and there's a boy and a girl and they're having some fun and then there's someone on a, a speedboat doing a bit of jet ski not jet ski um water skiing and stuff and having fun i i mean it's i can't tell what, what actually it's it meant to be sort of slightly confusing i think because it doesn't want to give away the game right at the start but i have not when i watch it back now i'm like what happened the boat runs over yeah. someone you don't know who gets there's a boat there's a boating accident the family, which is the, the the two kids and the dad on the boat, get smashed by by the speedboat that's coming along because that that uh, the camp counselor foolishly lets that girl have a go at driving the boat. She insists that her isn't old there, man's got one just like it. Isn't there a bit where, as the boat's hurtling towards these people in the water, um, the one who's driving it goes, "Hey!" tries to take the the wheel, but somehow puts the accelerator on even more. He does. He accidentally <laughs> leans on the accelerator, puts it to killing speed. Oh no! And uh, yeah, they get um, the family that are mess- messing about in the water get get all smushed up by that boat, chumbled up yeah. by the engine. Chumbled up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so who so who are you, who dies? Well, in that's, that's what particular. I think. That's what I mean. I, I don't. You just see a float. You know, I think you know the, the dad's dead because I think you see his body float on. Yeah, but then you don't the, know the, who dad, the kids. The dad, and then well, as revealed in in the next scene, the dad and um and and, and the son are, are killed in the, in the boating accident because we fast forward to a few years later and we see. I think it's kind of seeded in the first scene because they mention Ricky is about to come to the lake and join them. Um, with yeah. his with his mom, we now fast forward to several years later. Is it four, or five eight. years? Eight, eight years apparently. Yeah. So eight, it was eight so, years, so the, the prologue happens in 1975, and we're eight years later in 1983. And so, we're seeing, yeah. So we're introduced to maybe the most bizarre character on cinema ever. <laughs> She's incredible. She's like uh, Doctor Martha <laughs> Thomas. She's part ghoul, part like pantomime <laughs> character. She's a strange, like oh, she's got like, like a bit, a bit of string turned around. I think. Yeah, like she's um overacting to the point of ludicrous. Like no, no, Luke. Now, come on, she's 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 chewing the scenery. She's <laughs> she's Hoffman. She is. She's yeah. Method. She's Daniel she's Day Hoffman. Lewis. She's Pacino. She's Day Lewis. Exactly. She just yeah. goes into the role, becomes the role. The role is her. Uh, yeah, so she does. She's very phenomenal. obviously very strange. Um, so everything she says, she's kind of like speaks to herself. Well, what if I was to? Oh, that wouldn't be on, would it? No, no, no. A bit like that. Um, of course, it's, it's, I was. Yes, yes. It's creepy yeah. and confusing and weird. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she, what did she say to? Uh, she's Ricky's mum. I'm surprised Ricky's not more messed up than he is, but she's Ricky's mum, right? And she... Yeah, she's Ricky's mom. They're they're divorced from Ricky's dad, um, and now the the daughter of the of the pair of children that we saw earlier, Angela, um, also lives with um, Ricky and his mom, and she's sending them off to camp. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's not really too much more to her story other than just maybe a bit later on, but like she's just uh, she, she steals. Like you will not. You see this film. She's only in it for like two minutes, but you won't forget her, ever. Yeah, ever. Um, so then we cut. We cut to um, the camp, the summer camp sort of um, film horror mo- uh, slash. So you know exactly what the summer camp looks like in your head. You, you're all picturing it already. Um, they've got tons of kids. There's a pier. 
there's uh, some basketball bits and kids in short shorts. Some kids in some very short <laughs> there's, shorts. There's, 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 a, there's, there's a man in a very short There's a man in short shorts, yeah. <laughs> the there's a man in tiny little red. <laughs> he is the Fonz. He's got great, I mean, he's got magnificent hair. He's got tiny shorts. And like the people yeah. who work at the camp are all deplorables in one way or another. You know, you've got some people, we've got, we've got a, clearly a paedophile. And then you've got maybe a possible paedophile. There's another guy who's like <laughs> the leader of the camp who's like d- wants to date one of the girls. Yeah, yeah. One of the know, one of the camp counselors. One but of the yeah. camp counselors. How old is she? Like thirty years is 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 yeah. junior. Um, you got a lot you of other like cooks and chefs who like seem to Rubbing turn a blind their, eye to all this stuff. Sticking their fingers in their belly buttons and looking at the kids, like just out in the open as well. Yeah, there's a lot of messed up. There's a lot of messed up. As Ben shit, pointed like, out, though, the 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 pedophile chef that's in there, yeah, isn't even isn't even like a secret pedophile chef. He blatantly says, as these kids are all getting off the bus, something gross, and the other one just he, like looks he like, says oh, oh, like, like, she's oh, look at these fresh fresh chicken or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like, say yeah. fresh chicken. He does, <laughs> yeah. oh. and the others are like, oh. oh, yeah. Well, we don't oh, see he's actually Jerry. looking slightly to the right of the kids. There's a batch of fresh chicken just arrived for the, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's dribbling and he's got an erection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, so everyone sort of reacts to him like, bloody Peter. What is he like? What a Peter. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit messed up. <clears throat> so I think, um, Andrew and Ricky, Ricky gets along with like we, he's got his old mate from the last camp, from the, from the camp last year. He's yeah. got uh, his ex bit of crumpet. What's her name? Jane or something? Judy. 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 <laughs> Judy. It was pointed out to us by the by 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 the host of the event that at one point Judy, who is again a standout character for me, is yeah. is fabulous, but. She at one point in the movie, she's wearing a t-shirt with the word Judy just read across the chair. <laughs> who's this? T- who's this t-shirt for? Does anybody know? Uh, it's for Judy. Judy's fantastic in this as well. Like I think possibly one of the best villainous, um, got, like bully like, characters. Emotive yeah. eyes, like she, everything she tells, uh, every story she tells in every scene is with her eyes. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, we get the impression straight away that Angela's just not going to fit in. She's a mute. She doesn't say anything, doesn't look at anyone, doesn't make eye contact. She stands off to the side. And Judy and her friends instantly sort of take offence at that. As, as you rightly would. What, take mind their own business, is she? We're going to fucking make her like that. <laughs> I think she's better than us, does she? What a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Not answering when I ask her a million questions in a row. You silly bitch. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but Ricky, she, so she's she, getting on fine. He's he's the, everyone likes Ricky. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, it, is it pretty much immediately? The pervert um, gets involved. The pervert yeah. tries to molest Angela. He's like, silence, of... eh? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of um, you know settling in and meeting all the kids. Judy being a cow, but then you're right. It kind of fast forwards a couple of days, and then they're in the mess hall. The Fonz has learned that um, that. That Angela hasn't eaten anything, so yeah. he takes her to the kitchen to get some ice cream and leaves her in the care of of Pedo Mike. The yeah. hey, this guy look after you. He's a great guy. He's yeah. definitely not a pedophile. And so he <laughs> takes Angela into the into the walk in freezer to find some ice cream. Um, he goes to try, and he's literally, you know, disgustingly like taking his belt off his trousers when who should walk in but 
Ricky, who we also learn for a kid has the shortest temper yeah. in the world because Ricky <laughs> kicks off for anything. And he's he like, what the again. fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to do a bit of pedophiling over here. <laughs> <laughs> pedophiling over here. Yeah. And uh, they, they run away. And then the, the pedo, out of sexual frustration, punches a box of tomatoes. Like really, a welly simple box of tomatoes. <laughs> oh, tomatoes, eh? Uh, ripe, honey. They're like my balls, bloody big and red. Bag, <laughs> you know it? And then to to try and calm down, I guess, he goes to stand on a stepladder to examine so, a massive the most thing ludicrous of thing. water. Actually, the more I think about it, he's like, so he's standing over it. I think he's like, it's a massive cauldron sort of thing of boiling water. Boiled corn in, I What's guess. He, is, he, is he dropping in some salt and pepper or something in the top? He's going to chuck some salt in because he gets his assistant to go and get the, and get the salt to pour okay. in, like a big laundry box full of salt. Okay. And, yeah. he, and he goes up and he's standing, putting the, putting the salt in, in the, in the big, dangerous, boiling cauldron of water, the massive tea urn. And um, someone, in first-person view, creeps out from under the table, boots the ladder out from under him, and he's kind of left precariously standing, he's, holding... He's them. obviously not trying to get... It's, it's weird, because it's, it's like one of those things where someone's obviously pretending to sort of hang over. Where could they, just, they could just let go of the thing and stand up. But he's like, whoa... <laughs> No. Also, the, the view, the the view, of the uh, the hand going to the to the step ladder is really funny because one hand goes, and it goes like the music sting, and it goes on the thing, and then he's like whoa, and then the second hand comes into view really slow. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, it's weird. So he is he's pulled off, not in the way that he was hoping to be, yeah, but um, off a step ladder. Paul causing a vat of boiling water to fall over him, and uh, and spilled him quite severely. Found himself in some hot water there. Did uh, pours all over him. This one, so this is like uh, the kill scene, or the, the gore effects, because he's like on the floor, he's screaming his face off, and it's like there's like uh, blisters and stuff popping and stuff in real yeah. time on his on his face. I don't know how they did that, unless they did it for the, real. The practical effects are actually super impressive in yeah. this movie. Yeah, he's screaming his head off. Um, they all... One of the kitchen staff comes in and sort of just sees him. It's, it's a bit like this. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. Come on. Oh, no. A doctor turns up and then, the, oh, what's the name? Mal goes, what's the prognosis? He's burned. <laughs> he's very badly burned. <laughs> he's, he's burned pretty badly. And that's what oh, he says. No. And he goes, okay, Doc, thanks. And then, just and then he literally it. leaves. He's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. my work here is done. Um, but oddly enough, this um, this guy doesn't die. He just he goes off in terrible burning pain off to hospital. Yeah, it's weird that because he could slasher victims never usually live to tell the tale unless yeah. they're there. But off he yeah. goes to off he goes to the hospital, and Campona <laughs> kind of says to the others, the other people in the kitchen, "Tell you what." I'll I'll pay you a little bit extra because you're the head chef okay. now. Yeah. Maybe don't mention that. I mean, everyone knows he's a paedophile. I'll mention that, but mention that he maybe got another job somewhere else. Not that he was burned with water because. Yeah, yeah I gave him a reference. I gave him a reference, and he got a job somewhere else. Is is he? Has he ever had any issues with like you know conduct or anything? No, no, he's great, great round kids. <laughs> so the camp the camp owner's name is Mel Costic. Mel. Mel yeah. Costic. Okay, yeah. Um, so um, <clears throat> I guess we're into the the flow of the slasher maybe pretty quick because it's just a series of because the film's dead short right it's eighty yeah. minutes long 
There's uh, a couple of people around here who start bullying Angela. I can't remember what they do to her. Um, so they the, the next thing is, is the the, people? this is a little later. The next one is, hey, Angela, why are you so fucked up? This is when the boys are at the social uh, okay. and they're trying to yeah. convince girls to go skinny dipping and they ask Angela for a joke because she doesn't talk. Yeah. Um, she says, well, nothing. She's just very good at like just stares, stares blankly forwards like this. <laughs> and they go, well, that must and be then, yes. So they make fun of her a little bit and then they go off to try skinny dipping with some of the girls yeah. unsuccessfully. One girl does go out on a boat with this kid and then he tips the boat over and he, and then she's like, I hate you, you loser. Bye. She swims off back to shore. And then while he goes under the canoe and does like some weird singing, yeah. he's like, hey, you. He goes, you. Uh, he goes, hey, Barbarina. Hey, Barbarina. And then a head, and a head pops up out of the water and he goes, hey, you're not Barbarina. <laughs> hey, you're not Barbarina. I was under the fucking boat. And, and he gets hurt. He gets, he gets drowned. drowned, yeah. By the way, I mean, we know the reveal. I mean, how strong is the killer? I mean, she seems, the killer seems to have. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> like immense strength. Uh, for Like she could just fucking out. The killer can hold the the the, the kid underwater very easily. And yeah, doing so. weights. Yeah. Um but then uh, of course the next morning I think uh one of the uh camp counsellors finds him and the body's and all snake kinda, in his snake in his gob. Snake in his gob, yeah. half eaten already and stuff and all messed up. Again, great great practical effects. I don't know how they got the um you know to look that good. It's um it's fun. And again, they're pretty keen to, you know, cover this up immediately, even though a lot of people witness it. You know, yeah. they don't want any is they don't want any parents to find out or something. So we get a police officer as well. They don't want any bad police officer. Yeah. What's the police officer's name again? Is it Steve? The mustache one. Yeah, the mustache yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh no, Frank. So Frank. police officer Frank. Um Yeah. 
So he has a real moustache at this point, and then in a scene where he appears later on, again, as pointed out very ably by our by our host for the day, um, when he appeared for reshoots later on, he no longer had a moustache. So he has, in hindsight, a very, very fake-looking one that he wears later on. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty fake. Uh, so later on, we get a bit of the water balloons, the kids on the roof um, from water balloons at Angela when she turns up. Uh, some of these kids look like thirty-five, don't they? <laughs> like some, yeah. most of them, most of them are kids. But like these kids, like especially like the the head, he's like the head bully or one of these guys, one of the head bastard. He looks pretty old. Is the head bully the one that is the same? Is the is the victim of Ricky's great insult where they're having their baseball game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, the baseball game. Eat shit and die, Ricky's like no, eat shit and live, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> eat shit and live, Bill, because then you'll have shit in your teeth. And it'll be unpleasant for you and anyone who's around you. Whereas if I eat shit and die, then it's over, then, isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, those those no good bullies. And I think again, we're going again. The movie moves along at quite a pace. We've had a couple of incidents already where Angela has had some escalating problems, like in the girls' bunkhouse with with Judy and the bullies, because she doesn't like, she doesn't talk to them. She's literally silent whenever they talk to them. She is starting to talk to Paul though. Um, yeah. Ricky's yeah. mate from previous years so he's starting to talk to her a little bit and I think at this point she has been seen to say like hello and goodbye to Paul but um, she goes out and then you're right she gets water ballooned by those no good bullies Ricky comes out and literally loses his shit at his cousin being water blown so, you hey, fucking fucksuckers I'll kill you <laughs> you cocksuckers I got two fucking guns here with your name on it but <laughs> He's crazy. But again, he looks like 10, and the person who's bullied her looks like 25. But yeah, Ricky's right, mate, yeah. Um, so We've got to talk about that. Uh, like, so there's a, bas- a baseball scene which lasts about, you know, a quarter of the film. <laughs> Probably not as long as that, but it's a long baseball scene. It's like the changing of like the day and everything. It just goes on. Are we made to think that this was included because of the runtime, just to try and bulk out the runtime a little bit? Yeah, that's like... Uh... Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and he says there was a, an immense amount of slow motion because we didn't have enough footage <laughs> to fill out the right <laughs> yeah. Anything without dialogue is considered for slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much with this, there is there is a there is a lengthy baseball scene and there are some prank scenes as well with the you know the power of the mind bit uh, where they yeah. get that boy to try and sit up oh, as yeah. hard as they can, but <laughs> yeah. someone's really defarted. That, that, that is classic, mate. That is classic. Yeah, and and the uh, shaven foam in the hand. And then tickle his nose. There. Oh, and he oh. pulls and he pulls a knife on him for that, doesn't he? Yeah, he Old Mozart. On him. Oh yeah, Mozart. What do they call him, Mozart? Mozart. <laughs> he has glasses. <laughs> he has glasses. <laughs> Albert Einstein or something. I don't think Albert Einstein had glasses, did he? Did he? The thing wow. that would mark you out as an intellectual in the eyes of either eighties bullies or Paul Potts. Like you know, you're an intellectual. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, we have a little bit of like just antics going on but when antics seem to affect Angela because she's quite a fragile person then the people who are perpetrating that type of bullying tend to get got and then this is what we see here where everyone is going off for dinner and the kid who's been throwing water balloons just nips for in his words a wicked shit Hey, I gotta, I gotta drop a mean deuce. I gotta, I gotta drop a mean deuce. He nips off to the toilet only to find the cubicle doors broom handled so he can't get out. Yeah. And then yeah. someone, <laughs> and then someone wazzes a ton of bees in through the window. <laughs> Just drops the, 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 the gap. Yeah. 
the gap underneath the stall door is like this, is like that. So he could, <laughs> he could easily, he could probably duck under it, let alone have to crawl. But yeah, these, you go, oh, get, these, the, get the bees! These bees make a mess of this guy. Like, yeah, is there like the ball like holes for him and stuff? Uh, they've uh, they've done a number on him. He's uh, again with those bees. Get the yeah. bees. They've got like literally must have knives instead of stings because this kid this kid's face is blamanged. Yeah, he's been he's been absolutely done in because again they zoom and have quite a lingering shot on this kid's bee stabbed face. Yeah. Um. Oh, what do you want to do as well? Go for a little wicked shit and uh, you get stung to death. Oh, that's um, what I've ordered. I wonder if he got stung in his particulars. I think the and bees also, were obviously... trying to collect their pool then. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, around this time, <laughs> no, you can't move on from that, mate. You can't just go. Yeah. So I think that, that, you, now... you're marking yourself out as the <laughs> as the person who's destined to bring the Sleepaway Camp series back. Like, this type of dialogue. Yeah. If you were if you were a policeman uh, investigating that, you would have said that. I'm written it down in your notebook. Gone. That's a good one. So Mel's Put your like shades back on, like David Caruso. <laughs> So Mel like suspects a killer in the camp, but he's like convinced it's Ricky, and he's like, "I gotta know. I know who this is. You're this guy over here. He's crazy. He thinks it's Ricky because Ricky's got a bad temper, and you know." And he plans that, to stop him next. He plans to stop him next time because at this I'll point, get him, I'll get him. having had three deaths, um, well, two deaths and a scalding happening on site, a lot of kids have gone home. I think the the Fonz mentions that there are about twenty or so kids that have that have stayed. And the others have all been, you know, have been summoned back home by their parents. So the hey, my shorts are getting smaller by the minute. No, yeah. kids going home. <laughs> yeah. My shorts are shrinking. The size of his shorts is directly related to the number of kids on the premises. <laughs> oh, if anyone else goes, it's going to be a little mess. It's going to be a fong down there. But they, um, I, I guess a lot of the kids have gone home. Mel is suspicious of Ricky, and he stops. Um, there's another bit a little bit later on where there's a bad camp counsellor called Meg, who's definitely on side with Judy, Yeah, takes offence to Angela chatting to Paul again, and they give her a hard time, and Mel stops Ricky from coming. He goes, oh, I see. You're always stopping your, your cousin from being bullied, eh? Did you stop people <laughs> bullying her by murder? Well, no, you're responsible here, Mel. You should, cut, you should probably stop my cousin from being thrown yeah. into the lake. Um, but, but yeah, he is. He is. Uh, things are going. Things are going awry there. Mel gets in. Mel gets in trouble because the Fonz comes and stops her from picking on on Angela um, and slaps her around the face. They. Um, it, it's all kind of escalating. Mel thinks Ricky's responsible for for the murders, and there is a bout of bullying between. Um, Judy, uh, Meg, the 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 bad camp counselor, and then some rotten little kids are throwing sand at Angela after they drop her in the water as well. Uh, at some point as well. Okay, I've just realised something. I had a question about a certain lot of kids, and I was like, "What did those kids do? Why did?" Because there's some kids who wind up dead later on, and I wasn't sure what they did. But maybe they're the sand throwers. Yeah, they're the sand throwers. I think, and I think that's. <laughs> okay. I think we've got as we've gone through it a pace here. There are there are two incidents at the at at the water. One where 
they just have a go at Angela at the water and this is where Meg gets slapped around the face. Um, and then a second one where Angela is actually thrown into the water because Mel stops Ricky from intervening and that's when the kids throw the throw the sandal over Angela. Yeah. Clearly, um, you know, hearkening back to the prick. first the first bit of the of the of the movie, um, Angela probably doesn't like the water because she was in a terrible boating accident where her dad and brother died. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. guess the other the other incident that we've gone through is during a game of capture the flag that's going on, um, Paul having tried to give Angela a cheeky little snog on on a previous little little trip to the beach with her because their relationship is continuing to blossom. Um, he's kind of almost blown it with her by trying to snog her, and then who should come in to try and to try and uh, try and disrupt things? But Stone Cold Bitch Number One, Judy, and during the capture the flag game, yeah. Ricky um, Ricky tries to convince Angela to help him do a little plan to capture the flag, and they're sneaking round the bushes to get the flag, only to walk in on Judy snogging Paul. Um, Angela gets very upset and runs away. Ricky does an excellent walking away, flipping the bird by literally. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, backwards. I'm not even gonna look around when I give Flippy the bird, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we we skipped around a little bit there, but basically that happens. So Judy is snug. Paul, um, she's had another go at Angela, and then this is where Paul comes to make up with Angela, and they throw her in the water. For revenge, and they get sand thrown on her by some little kids. By some little kids, <clears throat> yeah. And okay. at this point, this is when we sort of head into the big spree, I guess, of the big evening where there's going to be a social, and everyone's kind of off doing their own thing. So, Rotten Camp counselor Meg is um, going on a date with the camp owner Mel. Mel is sixty-five, seventy. Like he's maybe yep. that's a bit, of, <laughs> but let's say sixty. Mel's quite old, and she makes yeah seventeen, maybe seventeen, or eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's not there's a there's a weird through line of pedo activity in in this it's film. Conti- it's sort sort of thought of as fairly normal as well. I feel, yeah. but no one seems to care. Hey, have you seen Meg around here? Me and her are supposed to go on a date, and they're like, oh, she's just having a shower, mate. Go and have a look for her. Go and have a look for her in the shower. <laughs> go on. Yeah. And he does, only to find that um, that she's been she's been stabbed through the shower wall. Shower wall is clearly not very thick because she has been not only stabbed through the wall, but then the knife has been dragged down and she's had a she's been filleted. Clearly, a very yeah. strong killer must be like a grown man, must be like a, a Jason type. Yeah, I mean that's the only explanation. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a second killer explanation. Yeah. Have um, not been stabbed though? I wonder, like, if someone stabbed you in the back, surely you'd wince away. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if the water's slightly hot oh, or cold, oh, I'm going to walk stabbed. and run away like that. <laughs> if it's a, yeah, if it's a knife, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe uh, her feet were stuck. I don't know. Yeah, I, who knows? Yeah. Very small shower but, cubicle. Maybe the curtain was stuck to her on one side, and she was. I don't know. Uh, she was stuck to the curtain. Maybe it wasn't gets, the wall with the curtain. She was just stuck to it. <laughs> she gets properly gouged out and. Um, Mel finds her body. Left for dead, yeah. Mel finds her body and does some very dramatic, like, crying. It's like, oh, I've, I failed to stop that, that Ricky again. This time I'll get him. And he runs off in a I'll rage. 
He beats the shit out of you, right? He does. He does. Meanwhile, though, the other councillor has taken out the sand-throwing kids for a bit of camping. And then in another scene, we see one of them is playing with like a little little axe for chopping up firewood. He's like, oh, don't fuck about with that. Give that here. Two of the kids in the night say they want to go back to their their bunks, their you know, the cabins where they're staying. And he, and like all responsible camp counsellors, the guy takes the two kids that want to go back, back to their bunks, leaving another three kids out unsupervised in the woods to sleep on their own and uh, get hatcheted. Yeah. They get, they get messed up pretty bad. Hashed. They got hashed. Um, yeah. Keep us honest, guys. What happens in, in order? Does Mel find Ricky or does um, does Judy um, meet her end? Judy, I think Judy meets her end before. Yeah, yeah. The finding of Ricky. Um, yeah, so she's obviously in. She's trying to get it on with some guy <laughs> underneath. Second, does he have second thoughts or does he just go. Hey, I'm oh, not into this. He doesn't want to get done. Doing the accents. Like, oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get done because people are around and we're all, we're not meant to be in here. So, rather, like all sensible teenage boys, when sex is on offer, he goes back to his bunk on his own. See you later. And she goes, "What? Well, yeah. This ship has sailed." So she's like, "I'm gonna straighten my hair. I'm just gonna chill out, straighten my hair, and have, have a girls' night in." Um, and then she lays... Oh, no, she gets punched in the face. <laughs> Door is open, then we have another one of those yeah. great... Oh, it's you! What's I your think, problem? I think we do actually see a, a shot of the person at the door, but it's yeah, only yeah, brief, do. and it's only... It's sort of, it doesn't quite I look... Thought, at this point in the film, I thought it was Ricky. Like, yeah, if you see it well. very yeah. briefly, I thought maybe it was Ricky, yeah. And it could yeah. be. Yeah, it, it may even been the actor that played Ricky that stood in that doorway, because it looks... A lot like him. Very rich. And then, yeah. yeah, very yeah, so He gets, um, yeah. Judy gets gets a, gets a bunch of fives right in the right in the old chops there. She's laid out and then is done in done in with her own straighteners. So is she? How in my? Because you don't see you sort of see a silhouette right of of pain. Um, is she? How is she killed with the straighteners? Did we never find out? Or? She, I think she. I'm pretty sure she gets penetrated by them, right? Okay, that's what I suspected. Um, yeah, pretty sure she gets penetrated by them. And then we get some hands, some shadows of hands oh, on the sorry. wall. Ah! Yeah, that's a horrible way to go. Um, so uh, straightness right up the wazoo. No good. No good will happen um, from that. Meanwhile, Ricky, we see he's he has conveniently been having a lie down because he didn't feel well. Um, before dinner time, he goes to get like a like a bar of chocolate from the social or something, and is walking back when he encounters Mel, who beats him up like a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, I mean, in, in the screening, this got yeah. this got a big laugh in the screening because it was like uh, <laughs> Caesar, Caesar, no. <laughs> what, uh, what what got the biggest laugh? In the screen, oh. the I'd say either Officer Frank's fake mustache because the See, because that's that I didn't even notice that. that the first time. Neither I did it. I until it had been pointed out. But when I did, we were all waiting for it. Yeah. So maybe it was like maybe it was like the the ant's dialogue at the start. The aunt, yeah, the, the aunt yeah. was really funny. Like, but, big laughs. Ricky, Ricky kicking off all the time, telling people, you know, when he's when he's kicking off, he is very funny. Um, 
but otherwise, oh, I think great. this this was there up any there. like uh, like sh- more shocks, like you know, serious scares. Was anyone kind of screaming, or was there any parts of like whoa, whoa? There was some, some gas <laughs> and groans at the, the practical effects. I think people yeah. had a genuine reaction to those. Um, but yeah, I think you're you're right, Luke. I think this where Mel beats up Ricky with his with his crazy Hulk smash actions. Uh, the, there's some big laughs here because he goes for it for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was even oh, kind oh, of. Uh, oh. thought, I thought Ricky might be dead at that point. Yeah, he gets a proper pounding. Um, I was pretty sure he was dead. Yeah. So, uh, but he, he doesn't last long after the after the beating. Mel turns around and goes, "Oh, it's you." It's you. Yeah. And then within within half a second, he gets a arrow through the neck. Oh yeah. Um, that's who, that's um, quite a name. Who wore it better? Do you think? Do you think who got the better arrowing? Is it Mel here or is it um, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon in Friday the Thirteenth? Kevin Bacon one's weird because uh, it kind of comes out of nowhere. He's just lying in bed, and then it sort of <laughs> comes up through the bed and out of his throat. This one yeah. looked. I mean, they both look pretty good, but this one he was just standing there, and then the arrow just goes straight through. So I kind of think this one looks more realistic in, in a way. And it's a wonderful moment, isn't it? Because in the shot, he walks in front of a in front of a target as well, yeah. and there are in the archery range. And I think as soon as he does, there was like a knowing groan from the cinema that this is exactly <laughs> what was going to happen. I mean, it's, I don't know how you even do that effect. It, it looked another great example of a the special. I wonder, I wonder what other films the guy who did the special effects in this film did because um, it's part well. of it. Well, Luke, maybe you'll, you'll learn about that to, a little bit later. The trivia okay. section, you might find out a little bit more. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So, uh, it's time. so, Mel's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Officer Frank turns up with some other people or something, and they and the councillors, so the good councillor, um, like the Fonz, and there's a there's another like a there's a female councillor who's established herself as a goodie as well. They um, go round and they go out in pairs and they fi- they start to find all the victims that have happened on this escalating night. I think they're called the officer Frank is called when the counselor who was looking after those kids not very well in the forest comes back to find they've all been hatcheted. Yeah. So they start finding they find Meg, they find Judy, they find Ricky bludgeoned to within an inch of his life. Um, by by Mel's fists of fury, yeah, and then they rush to the last location, which is on the beach where Angela and Paul have they previously chased each other, and where they had an awkward, where Paul tried to be a little bit bit handsy. He's she he she's been invited back to the to the beach again, uh, and they they rush off to find Angela and Paul, the surviving the surviving members of the of the camp only oh, to yeah. find she's like nursing his head she's like singing to herself um and then uh, it's, a, it's a weird scene so she stands up um <laughs> we snap to a brief naked. section of the art we snap to a brief scene of the art right where we have the reveal yeah i think that's slightly so i think it, <sighs> she stands up did it say it's a it's a boy, and then the, the sort of yeah. We get we get we get the reveal, and then we and then we pan okay. back because it yeah. freezes on that to the very end. So yeah, you're right. So we go back to when the 
when the guys first came back from the boating accident, we see um, that it wasn't Angela that came along. It was the the brother of the two of, of the two siblings in the, that survived the boat accident. And the overacting aunt kind of says, "Oh, but we we already have a little boy. That won't do at all. No, 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 not at all. But a girl. I think we'll call you Angela." Why, I believe that means angel. Why, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, we just see the little boy looking looking very sad about what he's, what he's, what he's gotten himself into. Um, okay, so this is a... I say, you've not seen it. I mean, I'm guessing people have seen it if they're going to listen to this. But so Angela's standing there holding Paul's head, severed head. She's completely nude and she's a boy. Like, she's... Uh, but she, she's also pulling... Uh, like ludicrous sort of face. Uh, I don't know if they could. He had like a weird model of a. The, the, the guy goes. Uh, the officer goes. She's a boy, sort of. She's more like a cave boy because she looks like, yeah. prime like uh Neand- like kind of Neanderthal looking. It looks like they've it's got just... a statue of a Neanderthal boy from an exhibit, and they were like Angela, pull that face because we need you to do that face as well. Uh, it's a weird, weird scene, but it's uh, effective. Mm-hmm. It and was, that's uh, where the scene ends, right? And Ben, you're the one that was looking at this fresh. What was your reaction at that moment? Was you, were you pulling the same face as Felicia Rose? I mean, like, it was quite... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, a, it is a horrific face. I mean, I was definitely unnerved by it. But I don't know, because cause this reveal happened, you know, everyone was laughing, everyone was moving in the screen. Oh, my God, can you believe it? I was a bit like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What's going on? Like, as far as I remember, I mean, there was definitely a penis, but was it like there was a big bush of pubic hair as well? Is that right? Yeah, she, I imagine that. I think she had a bit of chest hair. She, she looked a bit like a little monkey child thing. Like it didn't even like. A I was confused. Kid. Yeah. I was confused more so than anything. I mean, like the reveal, I kind of understood when he said, "Oh, we've already got a got a boy." That just was it. What did he say? We've that already got a boy. That, that won't yeah, do. Sure. And I was a bit like, I was still a bit like, what? Because even the kid actor at that point was still was a girl. What? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Felicia Rose is a is a girl. She's a woman. And no, no. No, no, but I mean the kid actor in that flashback. Um, I think was, they're, they're, they're I think, kind of twin. They, they look very similar. But there was a boy okay. and a girl, but yeah, I think it might have been. They had like a. He has like a bandage on, so you can't yeah, see like the hair. I think it might have been the little I mean, boy, but I can't be sure. I was, yeah. com- I was confused, and I think because everyone's making noise, I didn't hear anyone say in the film, oh, "My God, she's a boy." Do you know oh, what I mean? The yeah. says it. Yeah, yeah. So but like, uh, I was, there's I was a, baffled. There's a chipolata on view. In that, in that <laughs> scene, and then she like she grumbles as well. But it's, again, it's like an animalistic sort of. Uh, like a Why is she insane? Like Why is she insane? Why has she got superhuman strength? Why is she got well, the, 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 the superhuman strength thing is a bit weird, but um, I think she's she's messed up. There's, there's a few things where throughout the film, there's like weird flashbacks with her and her brother sort of. Her brother's going to touch her on the chest or something. Uh, there's another scene where they're watching the the dads. Uh, the gay dads uh, make love in the bed. There's those are weird scenes like that, and also she gets knocked in the so, head. So like she's so wearing ba- is- when she gets bandages on her head, so obviously she's been knocked in the head pretty oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So like there's all this is a bit messed up. Stuff. Some of the faults are sort of sort of saying, "Oh, you've got two gay dads, you're going to be messed up." Um, or you've been ra- you're a boy, but you've been raised as a girl, you're going to be messed up. So like there are yeah. things that wouldn't fly in 2019. I mean, it- who's to say though, Ben? Scientifically, if both of those things didn't happen and you're in a boat accident. Under those very specific circumstances, <laughs> you might 
yeah. <laughs> just maybe end up uh, end you know, up fucked up going on a killing spree when you're yeah. when, going on a killing spree when you're age like 12 or something now very oh. old she's supposed yeah. to be yeah, yeah. I mean there it's um, it's, uh, it's an interesting film I uh... oh yeah trivia so, uh, have you got some sorry who's the, who's giving the trivia uh, at this point so it's um, so as as I said, at the end of the of the screening, me and Andy sat down with Ty Singh and Alice Taylor Matthews to discuss the history of Bristol Bad Film Club, but also we asked Alice to give us some trivia questions. She's a real horror buff. You. She's a horror buff and she loves this film and uh, she's a comedian as well. Is that correct? She is. Does she does do, com- does do comedy. So, um, yeah, so she gave us the trivia. So are you ready, Luke, for a sure. special edition of Sleepaway Camp? Bristol Bath Film Club horror trivia. I'm ready. Okay, some of these question things you've one. touched upon touched upon already. But question one: What was um, Angela's face made of at the end of the movie? <laughs> That's such a hard question. What was her face made of? What's his name? Answer, Luke. Luke. What was her face made of, Luke? Yeah, Luke. <laughs> Get it right, for God's sake. Because um, it's like the, the plasticine model caveman boy thing. Uh, I would say like paper mache or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the paper mache? The answer to this is so specific that even if you got like one word of it right, I would have given you the point. But however... It's paper it's or a, mache, not one of those words. No. It's a <laughs> not even potato... No, not mache or or there's a potato chip fin. I don't know what that's. that's I don't know what that's that's needed. A potato chip fin, glass mask with glass eyes, tinted pink, and they basically put it on a college kid. They gave him fifty dollars and beer to like be naked, yeah, and obviously masked. And apparently he's never come forward and said, "Look, it was me. I was the naked college kid, and that and that's my chip a lot." But he's in the background of one of the earlier scenes. Alice was saying, "Yeah." Interesting. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, Luke, that's incorrect. I was going to say Had potato you... mash thin with glass mask. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> else you said. The glass eyes, tinted pink. I just said the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I, hang on a minute. I fit. I as this mask. Well, I can't tell. It's probably about as thin as, a, as an Oreo. No, it's thinner than that. It's potato chip it's biscuit, fin. Yeah, potato oh, chip right, fin. Okay. Yeah. Biscuit fin. Okay. Chip fin. Biscuit right, fin. Okay. Well, it could be any biscuit. Um, Digestive question two, Luke. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Uh, Ed French did the special effects for this movie, the, uh, the, the uh, practical effects. Uh, name any other movie or TV show he's worked on. Is it one? Of, is it? Is it the other Sleepaway Camp movies? No. <laughs> okay. Let me go. Let me um, go again. Let me use this again. Uh, it'll be. Um, <laughs> uh, what's that fucking slashing thing? No, that was. Um, uh, the, You're uh, right. No, I don't know because everyone. I keep going to the films that um, what's his name did. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's get let's go to Alice for the answer. I can't list them all now, but like the main ones are like Terminator Two, Creep Show Two. Uh, he worked on Buffy and House. Do you mean House the horror film or House no, no, with Hugh Laurie? House with Hugh Laurie. He's, well, I mean, like he specialises in like gory, like wounds and stuff. So, oh, yeah. cool. Uh, that's um, that's interesting. The house thing, but uh, what was the first one Alice said there? Um, 
Terminator 2. Terminator 2, I would never have guessed. But I guess that's more of a big team, so maybe Eric was part of a team. Yeah. I don't know. It's good work. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, question three. Yeah. Undeniably, Judy is amazing, but who was almost cast as her? He's so hard. Stinkle bitch number one. <laughs> he's a, he, these are hard, but you know it's not. It's not bad to me. Who was almost cast? What out of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a whole lot. There's like seven billion people. But it's only going to be the women. I've taken fifty percent of that out. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. I don't know. It could be fucking. Is I'll it Jennifer what, Aniston? Let's, let's give you a clue. It's not Jennifer Aniston. Aniston that would, that would Jennifer Aniston, up. famous for Leprechaun. the TV show Friends. Oh, yeah. No. Think, think like sitcom. Is it sitcom? Yeah. Think sitcom, American, around about that time. Yeah, okay. So it was... Uh, Wh- women, what's the name a from woman, Veep? It was what's the name from Veep? Um, no, uh, a, woman was the, a, woman, a woman was the lead. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that time. A woman was the lead and... It was set in a. Well, you, that's that's too easy, isn't it? Grace, Will and Grace, Grace from Will and Grace. Yeah. Um, she later married Harrison Ford, not the not the woman who was almost Judy. But I'm trying to. I'm confusing matters by trying to get you onto the right TV show. <laughs> I'm just going to reveal it. We're going to reveal it, Luke. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, it was Jane Krasowski. Am I saying that right? Krasowski. Krasowski. Like, Krasowski. Of Ali McBeal. Of Ali McBeal. Oh, right. Rock. Yeah. Kimmy oh. Schmidt fame. Yes. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. 30 Rock. <laughs> I would never have said it. But if you if you said like 30 Rock, I might have got it. Oh, she's in 30 Rock as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, I I've never seen 30 Rock, so it's my... Oh, my she's bad. good in that. Question four? Yes, please. Uh, how did Robert Herzig... Am I saying that right? Because I'm dyslexic. I just read people's names. I have no idea. I mean, there's a Z in there. There's some R's. Robert Herzig. <laughs> Um, how did he fund this movie? Uh, how did Robert Hiltzig fund this movie? Uh, check. <laughs> I don't know. He uh, paid for himself, right? So um, <laughs> Check. <laughs> PayPal. Probably had some Bitcoin savings. Uh, Who knows? Oh, here's a, here's a clue for you. It was a tragedy. Oh, I'm guessing he's uh, had a death in the family, an inheritance. Correct. Yes, correct. Luke, you've done it. His mum only got one. <laughs> uh, his mum passed away and left him three hundred k. So the uh, film is um, dedicated uh, in fond memory of mum, a doer, uh, and that is because his mum unfortunately <laughs> passed so. away um, uh, uh, when he was just before he made this and uh, left him uh, three hundred thousand dollars. Great mum. She was a doer. Good time. She was yeah. a doer. <laughs> she was, I don't know how she made that money, but doing things. Doing so many things. I hope he's um, made money from this film. I think he, I feel like he deserves it. made a lot. It, it grossed like it, 11 million, I think. What was it? Did it say it beat at the box office? That's too much. Less than that. I hope you, I wish you made less than that. That's too much. But he's a lawyer right now. Is that the next question? <laughs> No, but I did hear that because with Crystal Bad Film Club were putting this film on for charity, that he, it was it was him they got in touch with to do the screening, yeah. and he waived the screening fee because it was for charity. So a good nice guy. man, yeah, good guy, Robert. He's a uh, he's a uh, he works in family law and divorce law, I think now. Uh, I saw his ratings on his Yelp ratings. No, he was like an employee. 
employer ratings for the, the, the firm he works for. I think he's a named partner, so he's... he's... Do you want to do the bloody trivia, <laughs> Luke? <laughs> Go on. Hey, Go on. Uh, good work. Uh, what is the kill count? Um, not Mr. Not Mr. Boiled Pedo. So not him. He doesn't uh, die. No. And not and not bees, the people at the start in the boat accident. No bees, knife, arrow. Um. Uh, straighteners. Um, two get axed. Maybe I think it's two. Um, uh, one gets beheaded. And I'm missing one. I can't remember. I'm going to say eight. It's ten, Luke. No, I think you're mistaken there. There there (laughs) were some kids. If you remember, the kids who threw sand, there was like four of them. But I thought two of them went uh, went off to... They got mashed up in the thing. That makes sense. Don't go... go, I went conservative. Don't go arguing. Yeah. Yeah, you went... Don't argue with Alice. She knows her stuff. Okay. There we go. Uh, thank you very much for the trivia, Alice. Luke, you got just a one out of five, but considering they're so difficult, we give I you five out of five. Did, I think you, I think you did well to, you. to get one out of five. So, so you got five out of five in your heart, effort. but in <laughs> five your brain, out of five. One. In, in reality, it was, it was one. <laughs> but uh, but for me, it's five. Okay, cool. Uh, Alice and and uh, sorry, any quickies catches first. The other guy's name, Ty. Um, Ty, where we can we find out more about those guys and and what they're doing? Um, so Bristol Bad Film Club so basically the internet yeah so we've got <laughs> bristolbadfilmclub.co.uk is uh, where you can find on them this. on Twitter I think they're the other it's at the other BBFC yep nice. um, and on Facebook Bristol Bad Film Club and yeah it's like event monthly events so yeah if, you, if you're interested in that get involved it was a rollicking good time the first time I'd gone and uh, I'd definitely go again they got some good screenings coming up towards the the end of the year. Their Christmas film in particular looks fantastic. And they've yeah, got so Deathbed on at Halloween as well, which is about a bed which eats people. Deathbed, from, the bed that eats. Is, there, is that there's a guy with like skeleton hands? Is that Deathbed? There was, skele- there was definitely a skeleton in the trailer. Because I was I think a woman got turned into a skeleton. Because today I was looking at a film called Deathbed and there was a guy with skeleton hands. I reckon so, that might be it, Luke. Oh, how random so is that? Yeah. Get yourself down to Bristol for Halloween. You can watch that in person. Cool. Okay, so we'll wrap it up because uh, I've got to pick up uh, someone doing yoga. I don't know who they are. I've got to pick them up. Um, and they're quite heavy, so I need to put some time into it, which I've built up to it. Uh, Andy's got some pizza to eat that's that's cooling in the oven. Uh, ben has got to... What are you going to do, Ben? Oh, I've got loads of stuff to do, mate, and I, but it's none of your business. Right? There you go. Okay. My alone time. <laughs> but before all that, we need to rate the film. Uh, I haven't even thought oh, about yeah. this. I haven't thought about it. I'm going to off the cuff it. I think, you know, it's fun. The first time I've seen it, I had a good time. Maybe maybe my, my, my love for the film was improved by the fact I watched it with a crowd of people. But I would give it a solid B. For, for, for Bravo. Bloody um, good. Yeah. Bloody good. Bloody good for boy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Um, I still love this movie. I know objectively it's bad, but you know what? Fuck it, B plus. I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, B plus as well. I just and, uh, it was a B last time I watched it, but it's gone up a little bit. It's just incremental. Every time you watch it, it incrementally 
There we go. So do you think it deserves the title of a being a bad film, considering it was shown at the Bristol Bad Film Club? That, I mean, I could see why they, I could see why they, uh, they put it on. But, uh, but it, you know, it raises awareness for films that are, um, aren't actually that bad, uh, or improve because of their badness. Are good because of their badness, if that makes sense. Anti-heroes of films, you could say. Yeah. If, yeah. if you haven't watched it, guys, listening in. Go, even though we've spoiled it now. Yeah, go go watch it anyway. You will still find things to enjoy. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, okay, great stuff. Uh, Andy, at what's your Twitter handle? At Andy Super Andy T Super Andy T eighty three. Ben is at Ben underscore Errington O three. Yeah, I'm just Ben. Oh, at Ben underscore Errington. Oh, okay. That's your email address. <laughs> okay. And your street addresses. I'm at um eight Morn Crescent. <laughs> I'm at uh at Luke of Condor on Twitter. That's kind of <laughs> okay. And yeah, so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Go and grab a t shirt, a horror hangout t shirt from hawkandcleaver.com. Come and join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Thanks again to everyone to comments and you know gets involved in all that. But thanks to my co-hosts Ben and Andy for being right horror dudes. See you later, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.